This is Hope FM. Now I've got the lovely uh, Emma Lee back in the studio with me today. Emma, you're becoming a really regular on the studio. I have to make you one of our official volunteers, Emma. Oh, I love it. It's, it's one of my favourite times of the month. Yeah. So, so Emma, you're, you're the partnership manager with, with CAN. For those of you who don't know, CAN is the Community Action Network. And it would be true to say that actually the organisation gives a huge amount of support to all sorts of voluntary organisations, large and small. Yes, that's right. So we um, are an infrastructure charity and the whole point of us is to provide advice and guidance to organisations and community groups across BCP to um, help them grow and thrive and provide support services to the community of BCP, Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul. So. And it's good news because I just read in the paper that you, you're getting a, a, a grant from the council to be able to step that support up even further. Yes, we have just we have heard this week that we will be um, receiving some bounce back funding from the council to provide funding advice to charities and organisations and our members particularly. So um, we're really excited. There'll be lots of training and support with funding applications and all that sort of stuff. Now you're here today, of course, to unveil the organisation that you have chosen uh, for July to be the uh, community organisation, community hero organisation in the spotlight. So tell us about it. Was it a difficult choice? Oh, as always, we have so many organisations that come forward and we um, every month we put it to our team to decide who they feel that should be uh, our community hero in the spotlight for that month. So we have a vote and this month it was Space Youth Project. Which is very topical actually because, I mean, Helen and I, I'm going to be talking to you in a moment or two, but Helen and I have known each other for quite a while. When I was at the YMCA, uh, we actually uh, give a home to the Space Project uh, and Helen, of course, way back in those days because it was all Eurovision, but we'll, I'll talk to her in a moment about all, all of that. So what was it that you what was it particularly that that drew attention to space? Yeah, so we every month we have a um key theme that is related to a special date for that month. So um through June it's been Pride Month, so we decided that we would pick a, a charity that supports the LGBT plus community of Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul. And um we had a number of different organizations come to us, but um, when speaking to the team, they just felt that Space Youth Project and the work that they've been doing to support um, the youth of Bournemouth Christchurch and Port and the wider Dorset has just been phenomenal. Um, and also their families as well. So it's not just um, supporting those individuals that are not sure about how they feel and who they are, and um, but also their families to try and deal with um, the situation and how they fe- how all of them feel. Yeah, and of course, you see, to keep organisations running, and no doubt Helen will share this with us in a moment, but it's not easy to keep the wheels of any organisation turning, but particularly a small uh, organisation, you know, like uh, like Space. Yeah, I was literally just speaking to um, Helen this morning about the size of her team, and uh, and as with all organisations, particularly community groups, there's often just one lead person with a couple of admin staff that kind of keep that organisation keep going and... Um, storming through their work so um we want uh, through the community heroes and the spotlight project we want to kind of champion and celebrate the work that they're doing and how they can um help other people within the community and kind of get their name out and kind of champion and celebrate that work this is hope fm well and i'm delighted uh, that helen joins me now helen is the is the chief executive of the space uh, youth 
project and uh, and Helen and I we, we met years ago didn't we because we did. because you were looking for a home for space at, at that time but for the uninitiated just tell us a little bit about space what what what, what do you guys do fabulous work Ta-da! space That's enough we'll yeah, move yeah, on, yeah, on. <laughs> space youth project is a youth-led organisation for lesbian, gay, bi and trans and anybody questioning their gender identity or sexuality. And we work with under 25-year-olds all over Dorset. That's our core work. But we also work with families, parents, carers, siblings, professionals and anybody else who wants to make the lives of LGBT plus people happier, healthier, nicer. Now, obviously, in the very early days, you were the driving force, the visionary. Well, I don't know. Young people started it. Well, you it said, was young you said youth-led. Well, tell us, were they passionate? They were very, very passionate. So there were a bunch of gay lads in Bournemouth that were hanging around the triangle and thinking, actually, we perhaps ought to have a youth group just for us. And at the similar time, there was Millennium Volunteers going on, and there were a few lesbian girls there that said, Actually, we'd quite like a youth group just for us. And there was this fabulous thing called communication. Dun, dun, dun. And it worked. <laughs> it was um, over the rainbow, spoke to the boys. Millennium volunteers spoke to the girls. And then they all spoke to Gina Veal at Bournemouth Youth Service. So she pulled it all together and Space Youth Project was born 20 years ago in October. Now, of course, if we turn the clock back 20 years ago, the, the, I guess that attitudes and maybe education, people's understanding uh, of LGBT issues would have, would have been quite restricted, wouldn't it? Yes. So was, was, was part of what you guys wanted to do was to, to educate the sort, of, the, the sort of things that were clearly impacting young people? I'm nodding lots. That doesn't work on radio, does it? It Sorry. doesn't, Helen. No, no. no. <laughs> but, but yes, you're, you're right. There was a lot of education to do for counsellors because we wanted to get some spondulies from them from schools from social care lots and lots of people needed to be upskilled to th- to realize that they should be supporting lgbt plus young people better and so we do that too and we have done that from the outset and we get the young people to do that we try and get them to feel happy confident and capable to go into a school and doing an assembly or whatever it is and the brilliant thing is when somebody may have had a really tough time at their school and then they few years later they'll think actually i feel confident and able to go back into that school and make a difference and they'll deliver an assembly and make change now you mentioned sort of you know confidence there and of course in young people when in those formative years of their lives that's sort mm-hmm. of really important what were the hot potatoes wait wait i mean 20 years ago what what were the things that impacted young people then particularly issues of their sexuality they didn't feel included they didn't feel part of any any community their their peers ostracized them because they weren't heterosexual they were bullied there was an awful lot of prejudice and that's why space happened so that they could have a group where they could go and be safe because they weren't safe on the bus they weren't safe at school they weren't safe sometimes sadly at home so we provided that safe space and i suppose that not being able to talk 
about the things that sort of you feel deeply and the way that that, that mm. you are is a real problem, isn't it? It is. If you hide your feelings, thoughts, emotions, it has a, a real negative impact on your mental health. And we see that even now there is that issue so yes it does have a negative impact so we we provide space provides that opportunity to chat can you remember the first meeting you had oh it's so scary way back yeah um it was very scary i was already a youth worker on townsend and i i ran the drop-in at townsend when it was in the little gardener's hut thing and then the new building was built and move on um so yes the first meeting of space was daunting really daunting there was loads and loads of mainly gay boys and they just ask you really embarrassing questions to to put you on the spot and well, but they, they were good were they fun. naughty oh, no <laughs> surely not <laughs> well they were boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were scallies yeah, young yes. people can be scallies but you don't that, say you that, don't they, say. They, that needs to be channeled and and used to get them to enjoy themselves but also give back and teach their peers and you can you can you can work with them and ensure that they do things safely they might not give up things but they might become safer and that's all part of it Mm -hmm. good fun lots of laughs well here we are 20 years later yeah Uh, what have been the main changes The main changes, when we first started, we only had gay men and lesbian girls and few bisexual people, quite a lot of transvestites, but transgender people were in the minority. That has changed a lot. There are a lot more trans young people now, mainly because of education, maybe mainly because they don't have to feel that there's something wrong with them because they know that they they aren't wrong it is perfectly fine and much more accepted and more spoken about so we have more trans and now non-binary people coming through as well that face very similar so say issues. a little bit more about non-binary so that's not particular identification with any particular yeah so so people don't necessarily identify as male or female and they use different pronouns so they use they pronouns quite often there are lots of other pronouns as well that can be used but that confuses especially the older generation because they to some people means it's just it's a plural it's it's not a singular non-male non-female thing so yes and that's why we need to be thinking very consciously about girls in pink and boys in blue because we know that's the nonsense mm. but why do we even have to have I guess and it's, it's those sort of traditions that don't change. I mean he says he come from Northern Ireland you know where uh, you know we're, we're just about to go into the parade season you've you know. seen a lot of change Oh, big, big, big change. In fact, they no longer call the 12th of July, you know, where King Billy, you know, mm. uh, defeated the Catholic King James at the Battle of the Boyne. Now, now it's a festival, Helen. You know. Good, we yeah. like a good festival. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hope FM. Well, earlier on in the programme, uh, Emily, uh, who's the partnership manager with uh, CAN, the Community Action Network, introduced uh, this month's community hero in the Spotlight organisation. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, that organisation is the Space uh, Youth project who work with LGBT uh, plus young people and have been doing for uh, quite a few years and I was talking to Helen uh, just earlier on really about how the organisation 
has changed. I mean, obviously, one of the one of the biggest things that you will have had to deal with is sort of prejudice in in many of its forms. Uh, and of course, as you as you know, uh, you know, I'm Christian, and 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 the organ Hope FM isn't exclusively Christian. We have all sorts of people of other faiths and so on. But it was only Helen. Whenever I had a friend, uh, a very close friend actually, who later became trans, that I actually they suddenly. Well, I I stand corrected, <laughs> but 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 of course it changes it changes your whole approach when you know somebody. And it was interesting yeah. that you work with with families. So even within families, have you found you know challenges and difficulties there? Yeah, I think acceptance is quite difficult for some people, whether it be family members or or teachers or people of faith. It's change, it's difference, and if people don't understand then they might struggle to be as loving and as kind as they would think they should be or or indeed should be. So it is a challenge, but if you love and you care, then people can accept. And we're Mm. here to help people get through that process. Mm. And their, their child or whoever hasn't, they're not going away. They, they may be a little different, but they're still there and they still need that love and care and support. So if there was somebody listening to us right now who had that challenge within their own family or even even with their friends, what would you advise them? In terms, I mean, people don't have to fly the flag. No, you don't have to be waving the banner, but you can be an ally. You can easily be an LGBT plus ally just by continuing to support and love that person. Talk to them. If you have fears or misunderstandings or or things that you can't quite get your head around, talk to the person that is involved. And together, you can get through it and you can move forward and everybody can be smiley and happy and live lovingly together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have another uh, a good friend and, and I think it's very important because all sorts of issues, we don't have to agree on stuff, do we? But there's a, you know, we, we can have a good conversation, as you yes. quite rightly say, and, and actually maybe learn a thing or two Indeed. by, yeah. by chatting. Yeah. Well, as you, as you look to the future, you know... Uh, and With my magic ball. What, what's COVID, <laughs> what, what has COVID been like for you? Because obviously, you, have you been doing the Zoom? You're we on, have. You're on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've learnt to lip read through Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I can't hear you. I know. <laughs> you're on mute. Those, those famous... <laughs> I haven't learnt a lot of lip reading, but it has been useful. So, yes, we did do... We only shut two of the groups for about a week, one week. All the others, if they're not... If they had monthly groups or fortnightly groups, there was no gap in service. The service changed. It became online and it was a very steep learning curve for everybody to learn how to use the tech and and actually get the tech. We didn't have all of the tech and we didn't have webcams. We didn't have headphones. We didn't even have a computer or everything you need to to run things smoothly. And we still haven't nailed it. It's still not very smooth, Uh, but we did it. And with, with a very, very small gap in service and we were on the phone and we tried to contact absolutely every single member to make sure they knew we were still there for them. We didn't shut. We carried on. Carried on. We strived. Regardless. We did it. We did it. Yeah. And, and then we were luckily able to open our groups up again because we are a support group. So we could open our face-to-face groups. 
with reduced numbers and lots of restrictions. But we, yet yeah, we're still here, and our numbers are increasing phenomenally. I mean, obviously, right, right at the heart of it is is offering support to young people, helping them to to build their confidence. Yes. Um, and uh, and I guess that you must, over the years, have been greatly encouraged by the number of young people that that really. Uh, dare I ask you, have you ever counted how many young people that you've there, been able it's to support? thousands and thousands and thousands. I think no, I wouldn't like to guess the figure, but it's definitely thousands face to face support, and then outside support with uh, working in schools and events it's lots and lots of hundreds of thousands that's the, the so educational side of you give yeah so do you give talks yeah. in schools and things i do sometimes yeah but we have some fabulous volunteers that do it as well as uh, ex-teachers and other people that already deli- like qualified to do that sort of thing the i've just got a big process. mouth so <laughs> that works sometimes but yeah. so, some governors want some sort of eloquence and sometimes but, i don't have that but you're more than a big mouth because you're quite passionate isn't it because oh, I, I am because i guess that what sustains a lot of voluntary organizations and space will be the same as many others is is the passion and the vision uh, behind it yeah what, what was your main motivation i mean what 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 really made you decide to start Space in the first place? I didn't start it. The young people did. I start, I joined about four months after it started. So they they put an ad out um, for a youth worker part-time. And I thought, oh, that sounds quite interesting. So, yeah, I was in, like Flynn. There, I was there. And what was it? What was it? Why were you in so quickly? Because it's such a, a worthwhile community that needs somebody like me no they, they need <laughs> <laughs> they need, they you mean need somebody, somebody modest and self-effacing yeah, 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 like yeah. you yourself. not a yeah. big-headed person at all no <laughs> uh, they 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 needed somebody who could drive things forward and make change that has been me but i haven't done it on my own the young people have been key to that driving forward now 20 years on it's lovely to see we now have on our board some of our first members and um, we've, we've got, adults and i of course they've, got, they've all grown it up yeah <laughs> what happened there and um, and and it's interesting to talk to the younger ones about when things became legal they weren't even born and that's really interesting it's interesting to talk to ones that have flown and gone on to university and become advocates for the lgbt community or done something totally different Uh, and it's lovely to see and it's also lovely to see that some young people are still here because of space and they have said if it wasn't for you and space and we wouldn't be and that's a real driver and of course we know that particularly i mean young people generally particularly through covid mental health challenges are are plummeted yeah yeah and and of course the support hasn't been there because the system can't cope with it so i guess that makes all the more important what you do just to have that that somebody at the end of the phone somebody on the end of messenger some or the all the myriad of other social media things that we try and be on to support yeah Yeah. we're there well many congratulations on being selected as this 
as this Thank month's you. community hero in the spot. I give you another platform, you know, to uh, to, to educate and, and and to share. Now you were meeting uh, Infusion, yes. Uh, that's the YMCA's uh, facility in Central in Bournemouth. But you've you've moved now. We've moved to uh, off station approach. At we are with you's venue in Bournemouth, but we also have groups in Weymouth, Dorchester. Bridport, Sherbourne, Christchurch, and we will do pop-up groups if there's a need and look for all the rainbow bunting and the flags and loveliness in a town near you. And if somebody wanted to know more, then I guess your website, which I've had a look at, which yep. is pretty comprehensive, all the, all the information is on there? It is all on there, or they can ring me. Which me is? What, give us your My number. My number is 07973 405280. Or email us, and there's a contact form on the website. So www.spaceyouthproject.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. This is Hope FM.